0: Without
2: further ado, that's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss.
1: Something
2: up couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not.
1: Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleague, NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson for our season awards best bet edition we're gonna have three best bets from brandon three best bets from joe delara and three best bets from me at the end of the show make sure that if you want to be able to track these you can follow them in the award-winning action network app the best way for you to track your picks get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in on our new media center has all of our live shows as well as all of our podcasts there's just a ton of stuff in the app if you're a better it is indispensable you will find use for the Action Network app, I promise you, with the NBA season starting here in just a few days. Uh, My voice is day-to-day. My voice is hour-to-hour. My voice is a game-time decision right now. Uh, After a long battle with residual COVID effects, I then, my children, brought home a disease. And so my throat is really hanging on, but I've taken several lemon and honey coffee drops uh just to be ready for this pod with Brandon, as Brandon is going to give us Some His three futures best bets, which are sure to make my head explode. Brandon, let's not waste any time. What's your first awards best bet for the 2023 NBA season?
2: Yeah, I'll start with my favorite of the entire season, and that is Joel Embiid, 25-1 to Defensive Player of the Year. So Defensive Player of the Year. I just had an article going up today as we are recording on what this looks like. I was surprised, actually, as I dug into this There are more predictive things than I thought that there could be. Obviously, defense is hard to predict. It's hard to quantify without the numbers. Pretty much we know you want the best defender on a great defense. Historically, you need almost guaranteed a top five defensive rating, probably a top three defensive rating. And we know usually a big man, even though Marcus Smart won it last year. What I found, though, is all defense and defensive player that you're voting has actually been very predictive as well. And that's good in Embiid's case because he has three times all defense. He was defensive player of the year runner-up in 2018. Basically, those are ways of quantifying does the guy have the reputation to win the award. You have to establish the reputation first before the voters will credit you. So here's what I like about Joel Embiid beyond that. The Sixers spent their entire offseason building a defense around Embiid, Harden, and Maxi. They went out and got P.J. Tucker, who I love, great defender. D'Anthony Melton, who's going to fit, I think, perfectly on this team as a complimentary guy. Daniel House, they already have Matias Tybo, all defense himself the last couple of years. So there's a lot of help there. All of that is going to make Joel Embiid look better defensively. And Harden and Maxi should be very good offensively, which means a little bit less load on Joel Embiid a little bit less chance for MVP, perhaps, if that's the case, but more energy to go back to some defense where he's admittedly has slacked a little bit in recent years. So I think this is a chance for Embiid to be the best and most important defender. That's the center. That's how it works in the NBA. And what I expect to be possibly the best defense in the league and Embiid has been in MVP contention last couple of years, but never quite plays enough games to win it. I think this is a great chance for voters to say, you know what? Big guy needs an award. Let's give him the consolation award. Give him the defensive player of the year where games played isn't quite as important. kind of the career achievement sort of thing, it's a great chance for him to get an award. I like the Sixers. We both expect them to be in contention for the one seed. I think it'll be on the back of the defense. And this is a way to recognize a great defense. So Joel Embiid, 25 to 1 defensive player of the year.
1: I've gone back and forth on this. I've Thinking about it has worn me down enough to where I <laughs> I, I don't despise it like I did initially. Um, it, part of it is realizing that I can write 100 articles about how Embiid is a really good top level, but not elite defender. And it's not going to shift the perception amongst the voters. I might be able to shift a couple of them because they do pay attention to the work, thankfully. I'm very grateful for that it's just not going to like fundamentally shake it and nobody's going to nobody that can be an influencer is going to write the hey by the way Joel Embiid's actually not that good at defense which is not to say that he's not good it's that he's not elite the perception of him will be really good you're right the team defense will be really strong I do wonder if if he's if he is good enough to win defensive player of the year if that doesn't just mean that there's going to be more of a well, look, he, he's also averaging 28 per game, and the Sixers are the one seed, and he's the best defensive player. That sounds like an MVP to me. Yeah. I, I just kind of wind up thinking that you're you're right on the, like, let's throw the big guy a bone thing. But I think most of the voters, if they're likely to reward and for this, are probably going to go the whole way and just be like, that's most valuable because he also does the offensive stuff. Yeah. Um, And so, and that way that lets them reward some of these like specialized defenders, which is who it goes to non-offensive weapons for the most part, wind up winning defensive player of the year. So not always, but sometimes. And so um, I think that there's, there's risks there. I can't deny the value with the number that you're getting it at. He'll be in the discussion. Like there's no chance that you bet on Joel Embiid now. And then no one's talking about Joel Embiid for defensive player when they talk, when they make like a top 10 list in January. He will, at that point, at least have be in the conversation. Uh, Give me your second best bet for the futures market and the awards.
2: All right. I'm going to New York and I'm taking Jalen Brunson at 24 to one to win most improved player. So this was a bet that I love the moment that Brunson went to New York and he was the favorite in the summer. He was one of the top favorites on the board. Then the Donovan Mitchell trade rumors start happening and everyone kind of forgot about Brunson and it fell off the radar because we thought that Mitchell is going to come in and be the star. And then Brunson, how would he fit? And oh, no, another usage guy. But that didn't happen. And now I think it's a perfect fit here where we have Brunson going from playing with Luca, the guy who is the single highest usage spot in the league, Instead, he's going to New York where, with Thibodeau, we know he's going to get heavy minutes, and we've seen a bunch of point guard scorers putting up numbers for Tibbs in the past, So we've seen proof of concept there. He'll get more minutes. He'll get more usage there. And we've seen this proof of concept before. Last year, Brunson went from 16-5 and in the regular season, and then guess what? Luca was out, and what happened in the playoffs? First round, we get a 41-point game. We had 28 points a game almost from Brunson. So we saw that jump already. We saw 22 points a game for the whole playoffs. Again, proof of concept here. What you're looking for with most improved is a youngish player making the jump, usually from like 15-ish points a game to 22, 25, looking for like a 40 or 50% points a game increase. That's exactly what we saw from Brunson already last year in the playoffs. I think it's really what we should expect here. 16 and 5. I think the expected outcome for Brunson is probably 22 or 23 points a game, 7 assists. The improvement is baked in already with a bigger role he's going to get. Brunson is a year older than my pattern that I would love for this range to get an ideal spot here. But we know, too, we need a guy that's probably going to make the playoffs. We need a guy that's going to be an all-star. Brunson in New York. I think is very much at least in the play-in mix in the new NBA I think that that counts and because he's playing in New York we get all the extra narrative built in all the media is going to want to talk about Brunson when inevitably the first few weeks of the season going to have some huge game and immediately come one of the front runners in this race and then he's going to get that bump all year as a possible all-star oh playing for his dad and that's the knicks and oh, they're back again they're de- de- playing for the playoffs and he think he gets into that mix as an all-star like randall did maybe even a fringe all nba like randall's getting votes so i like jalen brunson here i think he should be one of the favorites i love him at 24 to 1 24 to 1
1: okay so the books will inherently anchor towards the preseason estimation especially on these type of players right an unstable award. Jeremy Grant was like, oh, yeah, Jeremy Grant's going to win. Jeremy Grant did not win. So I think that there's still – I think there's good value here. I think taking this position and being like, this is a very Brandon bet, right? Like This is super on brand, 24 to 1. I, I still think you can probably get double digits, 12 to 15, by December when the first all-star ballots come out. We talked a lot about that when we did the the pod, was when those first all-star ballot returns come out, You'll be able to tell who's looking like a starter and who's ge- generating at least some interest. And if the conversation is like Jalen Brunson's gotta be on the all-star team, um, whether he's a reserve or a starter, right? Starter would be a, a wild occurrence. But if that's the case, then there's definitely value there. But I like I will wait to bet Brunson. I have my own hill, which we'll talk about later on most improved, but for absolutely maximizing value relative to position, like I've thought about Brunson, I can't get there because I just don't think he's good enough. Like, it's not that I don't think Jalen Brunson's really good, I think he is, but this is a wild position to be like Jalen Brunson's our franchise. That's a wild thing to say, <laughs> and I don't know how that's gonna go. So, um, I'm gonna wait, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna bet later. And if I do, Brandon's gonna have a much better number. What's your last best bet? For us, for features,
2: I know you love this one because we already kind of went here on the long shots episode. I'm gonna ride with Norman Powell, twenty-seven to one for sixth man of the year. Yeah, see, I knew you would love this one. So again, I'm all about the profiles on these. The profile is really easy for sixth man of the year. We just need a gunner. We need a bench gunner come in and score some points, but. The profile says 16 points a game. Okay, we know that. That's what we need. Probably more like 18.4 the last five years is the points per game. But we also need someone on a playoff team, usually a 50-win team. Last 10 years, our sixth man of the year has had 48 wins or more and played in the playoffs all but one of those. So that actually narrows the field pretty drastically. There are not a lot of 48-plus win teams that have a a 16-points-a-game score off the bench. The Clippers are going to win that many games. We agree on that. Norman Powell is coming off the bench. We know that now. Marcus Morris is going to be the starter, according to Clippers media. Norman Powell is going to score. That's literally what he's in the NBA to do, is come off the bench and get buckets. That is this award. Come off the bench and get buckets. We don't care if you're efficient. We don't care if you pass or rebound or play defense. Just who scores a lot off the bench. The Clippers have had three of the last five, six men of the year. This is like the award that you give this franchise. Norman Powell, last three seasons, 16 points a game in 28 minutes. Then he bumped up to 32 minutes the last couple of years, and he went to 18 and a half and then 19 points a game. Only five games with the Clippers last year, but he was over 21 points a game there. He's going to score a lot of points. That's his role on this team. There are going to be nights where he gets even bigger points because PG sits or because Kawhi sits. I don't like the favorites for this award. I think Tyler Hero maybe ends up starting. I think Jordan Poole could end up qualifying for starting depending on who sits on that team. And we don't know what's happening with Poole and the Warriors right now. I think this is a very open race. I would put Norman Powell as the favorite. I think he should be the favorite. I think this number is ridiculous I think he is a perfect candidate for this award. I love him at 27 to one, but at 35 to one in the summer, it is quickly falling. You should grab it right away.
3: I hate
1: this bet. I hate this bet. <laughs> I hate this bet. You may be right. It will still be a bad bet. I don't care. This is not the right, the right team. This is not the right guy. I have no idea why everyone thinks this way, but that's Brandon Anderson. Brandon, thanks for joining us. And your best bets, of course, will continue to get CV. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Join me is Joe DeLara right for the action networking you
3: also catch his podcast cash that great podcast joe how are you doing thanks matt we're doing pretty good uh we're getting excited for the season we're literally a week away and i'm so excited that i like my palms are sweating like <laughs> <laughs> should be awesome
1: all right we're doing our best bets futures rundown i need your three best bets
3: lay it on me matt you, know this you knew this one was coming you know this one's coming oh lord and it's Tyrese Halliburton to be the most improved player, nineteen to one at Fanduel. The odds have actually moved against him a little bit, like over the course of the offseason. I think that's because you're seeing some action come in on Maxi, some on Anthony Edwards, uh, and I think at nineteen to one, like I like the value. I wasn't liking it as much when it was like twelve to one, but now that we're back in nineteen. I like, I'd like this spot. You know, he's been super popular, especially in the fantasy basketball world. He's like rising up in terms of his stock, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that he played 26 games for the Pacers last season and eight of those games were alongside Malcolm Brogdon and he only averaged 14.9 points, eight and a half assists, 4.6 rebounds and almost two steals a game. But then in the 18 games without Malcolm Brogdon, because Pacers were like tanking, trying to trade him, he was hurt, like all this, all these random things, you know, he saw his assists and his scoring spike to 18.6 points a game and 10.1 assists per game. And he maintained elite efficiency, 50.9% shooting and 45.7% from deep. So that's all like top of the, that's top of the line marks for him. And I think that this season, as long as they don't trade him, because we don't know what the Pacers are really going to do. They've been talking about trading these guys forever and they just haven't done it, but they might not trade Buddy Hill They might not trade Miles Turner and they should have a healthy Chris Duarte, um, I think that he can absolutely average at least 10 assists per game uh, this season over the course of it. And I think that they want to give him the keys to the offense. They want him to shoot the ball more. And he saw his shots go up, his attempts by about one and a half per game without Brogdon. But I think they want him to get even more. They want to see him closer to 15 rather than like 12. And with that, I think we could see maybe like a 22 and 11 type of season from him with five rebounds, two steals. That's a great, great season. And I know the Pacers aren't going to be good. And that's really the biggest concern here. But at 19 to one, he might be too good. So uh, I got to play this at 19 to one. I love Tyrese here.
1: (laughs) I mean, this is like the props King award. Yeah, I like it. Like this is this is great. It's like who's going to hit their 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 points. And this is prop the most times over this season. Tyrese Halliburton might be the winner. Might might legitimately go over on his props bet the most of anybody this season. I guess my 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 outside of all the stuff that we talked about on our buckets podcast, you can listen go back and listen to Brandon and I break down who wins this award. Yeah. Um. And the answer is not Tyrese Halliburton. Um, (laughs) What is the minimum number of games you think he needs to get to to win this award?
3: Uh, he's probably gonna play like seventy. Like I think he's probably gonna play seventy. So I get the if they're going to tank or trade but like i also think that they've been talking about trying to tank and like trying to get rid of some of these guys for so long like we've heard miles turner being a trade candidate forever and it just never happened and then like they almost couldn't get rid of malcolm brogdon like i don't trust them to like not do it and i think that honestly that some of the other teams in the East are so bad. Like, I think that there's going to be other teams that might be worse that I think that they might just get into a situation where they go, well, I guess we may as well try for the play in uh, because I think that they might just be a little too good, at least at the start of the season, if they remain like as currently composed.
1: Okay. Let's say the magic and Pistons are worse.
3: Sure. The opponents are worse. Yeah. That's three. Okay.
1: That's 15, 14, 13. Yeah. I get through two more to get to the play in spot.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that you never know with I feel like the east like with the with the east like you never know what's going to happen with the Wizards. Just like I think they could be good, but I just I have no faith in them. Yeah. And then if we're really got, trying to get like a little a little weird. I think it's not that they have to make it to the play in. They just have to be within shooting distance of the play in. Okay. And I think that, you know, I love my Knicks, but you just never know with them. So it's, I think it just is a matter of like, can they stay within shooting distance of like the 10 seed let's long Knicks, enough?
1: Let's say the Knicks go under at 37 wins. Yeah. Okay. So the Knicks win 37 games and they're the 10 spot. How many games back are the Pacers to give up on Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson to try and catch sure. the New York Knicks for the 10th seed?
3: Look, uh, I, I, you know,
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe like all five, right, we'll I don't know. Yeah, we'll move on. I'm skeptical. If you win this, I am touting <laughs> you all over Twitter. Like i I will absolutely we will do something very dramatic. I will have an entire episode where I crown Joe Dalera. If <laughs> Halton Burton wins most improved player, give me your second best bet for the season on the
3: awards. All right. My second one, and I you know me, I hate laying these like low numbers, but I like Paulo Banquero at to win rookie of the year. Yeah. He's plus two ten at Caesars. I just think like you have to make this bet. Um, he went number one overall, and like that was a whole controversy. That was awesome. Um, and I think a lot of people made a lot of money. Um, but look, he, he's been great in summer league. He was great in the preseason. They actually stopped him from playing in summer league because he was doing so well. Yeah. And then, then just against the Mavericks in the last game, he played in summer league, he had 19 points and five rebounds in just 21 minutes. So I think he's going to be a focal point of this offense. I don't see how he doesn't score like 18 points with seven rebounds and he distributes, he's a willing passer. So I think that, his skill set is good. We think I think that he's the most like NBA built um, for not only the grind, but I think he's physically going to be able to contend with some of these bigger guys. And you know, he's gonna, I think he's going to really get to play the four a lot because of you know the center position that at the Magic have. But he'll get some minutes at the four, some minutes at the five, and that might help him longevity wise, at least, or like conditioning wise throughout the season. But I also like the fact that he's going to get to play alongside. Uh, like Franz Wagner, who really showed out during like his rookie con- uh, his rookie season, but then also during Eurobasket. And he's really had a knack for finding those like rim runners or finding the right pass. And-, and he demonstrated that. So I think that he should benefit from playing with a guy that has that type of passing abil- ability and is unselfish. And that's not normally the case on like a lot of these teams that where they're not expected to be good. So now that we get now that we're right up to the season, I don't mind this two ten number. It hasn't really moved for the past like couple of months. And like I didn't want to lay it before summer league or before preseason because it's just like just too many things that can happen. But now that we're right before the season, plus two ten, it's like there was no reason for me to wait to lay it for an extra two months. So, but now plus two ten, I, I think he's gonna be the favorite for the rest of the season as well. And this is probably the best number we're gonna get. Yeah, I mean, I I, I genuinely think so too.
1: We don't do a lot of this on the show and at action. We don't do like, oh, yeah, your best value is the obvious candidate, number one pick. Like, I was dedicated against Kay last year. Now, I was wrong because I I chose Jalen, did not see Scotty Barnes. Fair. But we don't tend to go and ever, I haven't found anybody that with a case against Palo. I think that's the best way to put it is like, nobody's like, no, 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 not Palo. No, 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 he's not going to win. Like, everyone's like, yeah, no, that sounds right. That tracks. Like, he should put yeah. up monster numbers. He should win rookie of the year. Um, okay. I love that one. That was great. It's the opposite. I right. like the Halliburton bet. Uh, what's, your, <laughs> what's your third awards best bet for the season? Uh,
3: my last one, I'm looking at sixth man of the year and I like bones Highland at 19 to one on FanDuel. Um, I like this pick because I think that he should have an increased opportunity to be like a microwave scorer off the bench. And that's really the hallmark of the sixth man of the year award. Like, you can get some rebounds you get some assists nobody cares like, did you score and bones is capable of doing that uh we just saw him in the preseason we're seeing we saw some flashes last year but in the preseason the nuggets have really not played their guys like jokic hasn't played much murray hasn't played as much um and those are things that may continue throughout the season as they really want to maybe prep for the playoffs especially with murray so while ish smith like may fill in on rest days as a starting role i'd imagine that bones at least gets more minutes and we just saw him in the preseason he had a 24 point performance against chicago and then a 16 point performance in just 20 minutes against the phoenix Suns starters Nuggets played nobody they played like michael porter jr and bones and he scored 16 points in 20 minutes so i think that When we're looking for a guy that can score, Bones definitely is going to have the opportunity. He's not a rookie anymore, so that means that Malone will actually play him. And, you know, last year, he still averaged 10 points in 19 minutes a game on 36.6 from Three. so I think that with all these other offensive options in Denver it might actually take some of the defensive pressure off of him now like when he is in a game and he's going to get that opportunity to really score so I think at 19 to 1 this is a good play because like we know he's not going to crack the starting rotation and that's one of the concerns I have with some of these other guys that are at the top of this award like Christian Wood who knows if he's going to actually come off the bench for the rest of the season
1: I bet this I already have this in the app. I would recommend that if you bet this one, you just bet it and leave it alone and try and forget about it because I think the early months could be rough. Bones has looked rough in preseason after a very hyped preseason camp. Like everybody's sure. like, Bones has been the best guy in the in the gym. That was what yeah. we're coming out of like the runs. Yeah. And then he didn't look good in the first two preseason games, got banged up in the third one, yeah. uh, somebody stepped on his foot. It's not expected to be a problem. Uh, he will play a lot in the, in the games where Jamal Murray doesn't play. So like that's, that's an advantage for, for boosting his numbers. A lot of it is whether you think he can make the massive jump he needs to get to in order to hit the previous threshold that we've seen for this award. Yeah.
3: Like 18 ish points or so. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a lot, but I do think there's, there's value here because I think bones could have a very strong back half of the season. He's going yeah. to have a ton. So I think there's good value there. Now my biggest position is on Tyrese maxi, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but, um, it, it, this is the type of guard I think you want to a player you want to go for is, you know, really go for these types of Jordan Clarkson, Jordan, Jamal Crawford. The guys are coming off the bench and are just a bucket that can also rack up a few assists for 100%. really, really good teams. And Bones definitely fits that
3: category. Yeah. So right. I, I like him. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll set it and forget it. That's definitely the way to go about with this one. All right, it's Joe Delary. You can follow him in the Action Network
1: app, track all of his picks. You can also follow him on Twitter. Make sure to check him out. And we'll be back with Joe uh, when we do our Best Bets episode for the opening of the season as far as his team futures. We'll be back with that next week. All right, Joe, thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. All right, you've heard from Brandon Anderson, our NBA futures analyst, and Joe DeLara, NBA writer, on their favorite futures as far as the awards market go for the 2023 season. We're going to wrap up with my three favorite plays in the awards markets. We're going to go ahead and start off with Tyrese Maxey, most improved player, plus 1,200. Talked about it before, but I'll give my kind of thoughts on it. So I noticed in the playoffs that when Harden was Kind of starting to round in the form with them, that the role that Harden was taking was more of a pure point guard, uh, dishing sideways uh, out of double teams to force help, and then Maxi finishing at the rim. Maxi was the one that was leading the, the break and transition. And in preseason, you're seeing this increased role for Maxi. That's a harbinger of things to come. With this award, you want a team that's going to be really good. The Sixers definitely check that mark. Everybody believes that they're going to be like at worst like a 49 win team. In the race for the division, if not the outright winner with 55 or more wins, you need a player that's going to make a a leap, not just to notability, but you need a player that's going to have real star potential. If Maxi becomes the legit second scorer on this team, if Harden takes more of a pure point role and Maxi comes in and does more of the scoring, that's the kind of jump that will get you there. He's going to have assists racked in there anyway because he's going to run a lot of the second unit action when Harden's not on the floor as well as in games where Harden sits. The upside with Maxi is incredible. He's a player that has earned his way into Doc Rivers rotation. Tough to do for a young guy. And then has earned not only a role, but a key one. Combine that with how good that the Sixers are expected to be. And you've got all the recipe here, especially at 12 to one. This is great value. Uh, love Tyrese Maxi. That has actually become my number one play on the board. I have a lot on Anthony Edwards, who I think is a great choice as well. But my biggest position right now is on Tyrese Maxey to win most improved player. Second play, Bam bio, plus 700 at FanDuel for Defensive Player of the Year. There are some numbers floating out there I've seen that are a little bit longer. Make sure you shop around, as always. So I think Bam should have won last year. That's basically what this is based off, is that if Bam hadn't had the game's loss that he did... And if Marcus Smart hadn't gotten just an overwhelming media push at the end of the year, Bill Simmons, Seth Partnout, The Athletic, all these guys just basically swarming to the unsustainable, let's be frank, unsustainable Boston Celtics defensive rating over the last four months of the season. I get it. I get it. They were incredible. And you got to reward somebody. And Robert Williams got hurt. So there goes Marcus Smart. Fine. Marcus probably needed one. That's fine. But. If you're talking about the actual best defender in the NBA, Bam on a bio, I think is, is great value here. It's actually probably Draymond Green. I have bet him too at plus 1400, but I don't know if Draymond's going to play enough games, especially given all the nonsense that's going on in Golden State in the preseason. With Bam, on the other hand, team's still going to be really good. Probably going to be a top five defense, experienced defenders around him. And Bam is the most versatile defender in the league. There will continue to be a push towards versatile defenders. There will continue to be a push towards, okay, sure, you can get blocks and rebounds in the regular season, but can guys attack your type of coverage? That's a problem that Gobert will have more and more as his career goes on. People know that you can attack him in certain ways and neutralize him. That's going to work against him. Not the same with Bam. Bam is the most versatile defender in the NBA at his position. And honestly, probably at any position, he can guard guards, he can guard forwards, he can guard centers, you can put him on LeBron James, you can put him on Chris Paul and switches, you can put him on bigs like Nikola Jokic, you can put him on anybody, and he will have some level of success or at least do the best job possible. So for me, with where I expect the Heat to be defensively, for how important Adebayo is, and for the lingering recognition of what he did last year, as long as he plays more games, no serious injury concern to think that he won't. Alabama Abio plus seven hundred for defensive player of the year. And finally, wouldn't be me unless I gave you an MVP play. Look, I, I don't. I, I want to give you something long. And look, i bet Zion Williamson at like thirty six hundred on media day. I talk about all the time on this podcast. I build positions, right? Kevin Durant comes out and is scoring thirty five points per game the first two weeks of the season. You can bet I'm going to be looking at his number drop as it's ten to one right now at Fanduel. I'll definitely be be adding to these different positions. So, you want to take a little bit longer positions. I have some some of those. The best value on the board to me is Luka Doncic plus 500 at FanDuel. There's 425s out there. Make sure you get this 500 at FanDuel. It's important. The biggest key here. And the, the pushback is that Doncic is not going to win enough games with the Dallas Mavericks. And I understand that point. I I get that. The question is, does that matter anymore? If Doncic puts up a historic statistical season and the Mavericks finish second in the division with 47 wins and a sixth seed, much the way Nikola Jokic did last year, does that hurt him? I don't think so. I think that there might be a pushback towards winning this season. It's possible. But you better have a strong candidate. And I don't know if there's going to be a candidate stronger than Doncic. I'm expecting an absolutely ridiculous usage rate from Luka Doncic this season. I think We're talking like an all timer in terms of how often he has the ball and the numbers he puts up. Talked about on the pod with both Brandon and long shots and on the, the stats prop pod with Joe Dallaire. You can listen to those in the feed. I bet Luca Doncic is to lead the league in both points per game and assists per game at 3,500. Like, I don't think there's a limit. They're still talking about like Frank Neal They signed Faku Compazzo as a secondary ball handler off the bench. I am just telling you, Luca's going to have the ball all the time. All the time. And so for me, that combination of his reputation as a top five player, the recognition of how good he is, the fact that I think the Mavericks will go over their win total of 48 and a half, the fact that I think Luka will put up ridiculous stats, and the fact that the media loves him and wants to reward him, we faded him as a favorite last year. We thought this was a bad situation. He's in shape coming into the season. The Mavericks still have shooters around him, but he's got to take on a bigger role. It's going to be a hardened year. It's going to be a hardened year for Luka Doncic. That comparison is apt. And guess what? James Harden finished second MVP three years in a row. Four out of five. It's pretty good. That's exactly what Luka Doncic is going to be. So I like Luka Doncic plus 500 to win MVP. I have a full 10 units on that play to start preseason. That's my biggest position. And we'll go from there as the season goes on. Thanks for joining us. Hope you guys have yourselves a great weekend. The last weekend without basketball. We're back next week with more coverage of the nba getting started we'll have picks for you for the opening night games as well as our last best bets we'll do all that with you on tuesday until then thanks for joining us we'll see you again next time let's get buckets